Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey. Hey. <laughs> nice. Oh, I knew we'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. That, that, that was some off-color joking. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Not as bad as when you were doing your podcast and I showed you a picture of that Kickstarter oh, with yeah. the uh, the the men's like nude calendar in the podcasting. You got a five inch taint. Mentioned a five inch taint. So last night we were watching some uh, old Mister Show with Bob and David, and uh, and uh, it actually inspired Comey. He wants to actually make a a movie called. Uh, 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 actually, I forget what you were going to call it. Now. I, call I don't it? remember either. Uh, uh, Taints for the memories, or <laughs> <laughs> Taint uh, no stopping me now. Uh, and you were going to do one. It was kind of like a like a combination of like Step Up and um and whatever those other like uh, you got served. It was going to be called uh, that Taint twerking. <laughs> <laughs> You should see this guy. He's got a five-inch tank. Yeah, I got a five-inch tank. <laughs> oh, man. It's a miracle, this guy. Oh, well, hey, everyone. I'm a Comey. Hey, everybody. This is Turk182. Welcome to Our Moms Think We're Funny. Yeah. You know, here, Turk, you're, you're talking about wanting to have people listen to and review the podcast, and we just spent five minutes talking about taints. Yep. So. Well, it was either that or I was going to read those, um... The one-star reviews that we got. Um, yeah, I thought about doing it because I was like, you know what? I think we should just just because I thought it'd be funny. You're like, just read the one-star reviews. It just be it'll probably be funny. And then and I was like, well, no, because that just I mean, why do we want to like tell other people like these people think we suck? And I was like, but you know, at the same time, no, they also show that we're not um that we're not trying to like hide them. Like you know, a lot of times you want to put like those those low comments to the bottom yeah yeah and um i would read them if we could do it in like mocking voices like boomhauer or gomer pile <laughs> oh <laughs> these guys are such racist assholes golly Shazam. <laughs> but i, was, I mean they, they, they were all one-star reviews and i mean and again if you're gonna give us, give us a one-star review at least say like we didn't like this like we thought the production value was really bad on that. So like yeah sometimes that does happen with us you know and we normally generally admit that um or like you know like all they did was just sit there and just cuss and bitch and everything it was really nothing funny about it i don't need to listen to your your soapbox ranting like okay sometimes we do that too actually sometimes. We, we just did that one but <laughs> for for you to like leave a one-star review and and say something like what the one guy said which is um uh you shouldn't listen to everything your mom says when she's changing your diaper. Right? I'm like, okay, that's you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, and I think the the one that hurt me the most that was it was a one star, and it just said, "I never fucking said that." Your mom, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that's uh, yeah." Oof. <laughs> next thing you should be telling me to move out of her house. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> See, that's that's what happens because you you just slam your door and you play Metallica Master of Puppets at max volume. Master, master, <laughs> uh, hey, shut hey. up! Well, this is my music. It's my music. It speaks to me. It, 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 I would probably have a better relationship with my mom. We'd probably be, get along fine. She wouldn't be always asking me to to move out if. If I would actually have a conversation with her, you know, like on the, on the podcast, I always talk about having open dialogue. When I have an open yeah, dialogue, yeah. people, but when it comes to her, I just, I never, I, I just can't for whatever reason, I can't open that up and I don't know why. So whenever she says something to like, you know, oh, well, your rent's due. <laughs> you know, I, I pay like $150 a month to live in the basement. It's a pretty good sized basement, but I also have to share the basement with the washer and dryer. So I don't have my own privacy when she can just come down here and wash clothes whenever she fucking wants. She didn't even have to ask me if it's okay. Maybe I'm walking around down there naked, you know? It's I mean, like, maybe you're looking at porn. Right. That's, now, to, to be fair, I've told you not to have your computer facing the doorway, but I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. And, and I'm, I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying, you know, you've heard like a lot of women talk about it. You've probably seen a lot of like different porn 
videos, but there's something to be said about sitting on the washer during the rent cycle, <laughs> naked, straddling it with your balls resting on the top, and it starts doing that little vibrating thing, and you've got like a nice little porn thing. It just does that work? It's it's not for everybody, but you know, it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. And so whenever she does something like that, and she's like, "Oh, you're rent steward," like you know, you're going to take out the trash. We, we would probably get along better if I didn't just be like, "This is why Dad left you." You know, <laughs> it's, I mean, that, that guy that was like, that was like 25 years ago. You know? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know why I blame her for that. I mean, it's well, not her fault he was hit by that bus. I mean, it, I mean, it was. <laughs> was she driving the bus at the time? No, I mean, maybe he like wanted to step in front of the bus. I don't know. Well, I mean, that was what he said right before he got hit by the bus. Was like, I'd rather get by a bus than be with you. But <laughs> and she said, "Do it, pussy! You ain't got the guts." And you know, and I just remember I, I was watching him fight, and I was really upset, and. Because, I mean, you're watching your parents fight. You don't, that's, I mean, as, as a kid, that's hard, man. You, you, you don't want to look away. You don't want to, you, you don't want to keep watching. But it's it's them and you're, 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 you're hoping that by looking that, that you're, you're going to remind them. They're going to look at you and they're going to remember, like, what this is. It's a family. And I just remember that scene. And they, it's like, my, I wasn't crying, but it was like, you know how you've got that, that weird kind of like, that, like, tear like tension where like your eyes are just filled up with tears you can't yeah. see any but they haven't actually like broken start going down your yeah, face yeah yeah your eyes have like filmed over with right. tears yeah I and hate I, just, that. I just remembered that and everything was just kind of just it was just that 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 watery blurry haze and they were fighting and they both said you know horrible things and i just remember the only thing i just said i looked at my dad and i just said here's a 315 and then that was it <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're horrible. Oh, we're so bad. I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, anytime my mom wants to start an open dialogue with me, I'm always just like, damn woman, I'm not married to you. <laughs> oh. Do I look like I'm getting anything out of listening to you right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> and here you tell me that you can't do improv. You could do improv. <laughs> Remember, comedy goes it works in threes. <laughs> so what what is our real topic today, Akomi? Oh, uh, I, I kinda like this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, made made up things that <laughs> that our parents didn't say and that reviews that people never left for just us. Just make our parents look so much worse than they actually are. <laughs> Um, no, we were going to talk about aliens today. Mm. So, um, like the Xenomorphs, the, uh, like the Dan O'Bannon, Walter Hill, David yeah. Geiler, uh, Ridley Scott aliens. I, I would say, like, pretty Jim much any, any kind of aliens, you know, like, uh, like the Greys or, uh, the, the Reptilians mm. or, uh, any of those old guys, you know. The ones who did all that probing back in the 60s and 70s and whatnot. That's where the FBI got that stuff from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they learned it from watching them. <laughs> you are right. I learned about watching you. <laughs> um, I never even looked at another guy before that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, um, you mentioned the, the, the greys, the reptilians, the, the whites. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this once before on the podcast, but... If any of you out there um, have have heard of or can find the um, TV show with a, was it Wyatt Cenac that came out about maybe four or five years ago called People of Earth? Hmm. It was a uh, TBS or TNT show. I mean, they're both the same thing, right? Right. And it's all Turner Media. Um, it sounds familiar. But People of Earth was a really good half hour uh, like uh, comedy uh, series. 
about these people that were abducted. It was a, an alien support, alien abductee support group. Yes, yes, and, you did tell me about that. And the, the ones they had been abducted by different ones, like whites and gray aliens. But what they didn't know were that they were all working together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it was really, it was really, it was really funny. It only lasted two seasons. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. The um, the the last episode. Excuse me. The last episode was kind of a kind of a kicker, um, especially when you're expecting a a, a third season and it just never never materialized. Yeah. But yeah, so if you can find that, it's really it's a really good series. It's really funny. Um, but it's it's like a very subtle humor. Oh, and the guy that um that plays the the priest in there because they they hold their meetings in the church, and the priest that lets them use the church uh, is one of the guys from the office. Um, uh, uh, I, yeah kind of hispanic guy um oh uh oscar probably i mean like yeah no that yeah that's the actor's name too <laughs> okay so yeah um uh so it, he was in it anna gasteyer and um and a couple other people were in it so it was um i, I really liked it a lot so it, anyway that's because you mentioned like you know, those three things but yeah aliens man aliens yeah uh what do you think of aliens you know i don't believe in aliens right um I don't either, for the record. Um. I do want to say one thing. Is, for people that do... Um, Come back in. You can't clap better than that, man, can't you? You do like a little pop in the... Same, yeah. Yeah, that was a better clap, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, not because it matters. Alright, you ready? Uh, yeah. Where are we at? Uh, so, uh, we basically just said that neither of us really believe in aliens. Hmm. Um so um, I've I've read a lot about ufology and all that stuff, and like read a lot of the cases. Um, I haven't read a full bunch of the books that have been written on it, but I mean, it's it's it always interests me. You know, it's like it's it's cool, the idea of like the saurians and the reptilians and all that. Uh, I see. I haven't um, I haven't read a lot because I'm just like. Mm. I'm just like, yeah. That, that's how I feel about it. Um, yeah. It's just uh, like, I, okay. I agree, but it's like, it's the same reason that, like, I read about, you know, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, it's the same reason I read about, like, hauntings and, and like, demonology and exorcisms and stuff like that. It's just like, it's all super interesting to me. Okay, so... Uh, actually, I want to bring up something interesting. That's always one of the things that I think about when I think about uh, aliens. So, um... Uh, sorry, carry on, please. Turk is away from the microphone. <laughs> I, had get, I had to get reference material. <laughs> Turk is getting reference material from the microphone. You're not supposed to dictate what I'm saying. Turk is now flipping through a book. You've never used an earpiece before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> He's still repeating everything we say. Let's just mess with his head. <laughs> but yeah, no, um... I, I don't know. There's just, you know, it, it's always been super, super interesting to me. Um, I don't know how, I, I, there's there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, I'll look at them and just look like, I don't, I don't know. But, you know, like I said, I don't believe that there's just like these planets of super intelligent beings that have been watching us. Because <laughs> what the hell would we have to contribute to, to that? <laughs> and I, I, I guess, well, here's, here's, my, here's my, my take on aliens. Which is, when it comes to when it comes to aliens, um, it's really kind of hard to to uh, envision like what an aliens' motives are, uh, you know, you know, what they like, what they would find interesting, uh, or the human race, or anything, because you have to look at what the definition of alien is. It's something that is foreign to what you know. Mm-hmm. So that being the case, and this has always been my philosophy. Is that if you can imagine what an alien would look like, it can't look like that. Yeah. Because everything that you would imagine is based upon, you know, your understanding of how the world works and images of the world and things like that. Hmm. So it's it's all based in this guy. So it's it's like that thing where if you lived in um in like like a well, actually, it's kind of what we see like nowadays. People have lived in like a town, like one small town, their whole life. Mm-hmm. They've never traveled outside of that. 
they really don't have a good concept of what some of these other things are. Yeah. Because yeah. they've never experienced them. So everything they have, it, every, anything they can imagine, it's all going to be based upon what they see. And their imagination is limited to just that. Mm-hmm. So even if you are very worldly and you've traveled all around, you know, you're, you're, you're the equivalent of like Johnny Cash, you know, you know, you know, I've been everywhere, man, everywhere, everywhere, man, you know, Sarsaparilla, I'm a killer. Um, <laughs> even then, if you can imagine something, it can't possibly look like that because an alien race is going to be completely removed from ours. So let me let me invert the theory here. Um, are you familiar with the theory that ufologists have presented that humanity evolved the way we did, as in we're bipeds, we have two arms, two legs, two eyes, nose, mouth, all that, because the aliens planted us here and manipulated our DNA for us to evolve that way, and that's why we look similar to them? Well, why we look similar to them for those that have actually seen one and would say that we look similar to them. For those of us that haven't, I don't think that we look alike at all. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's a very logical answer. Uh, but I've, I've heard theories of that, but just like anything else. And so if we are, if we were planted here, so let's say he took some alien babies or did some, some kind of genetic, you know, like, um, what's that, the, that thing that they, that they like to use, um, uh, quicker fixer. Hentai? What? Huh? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I, sure I, I do expect that the aliens would have like tentacles. So it just makes sense. Um, God, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what the hell is that? That stupid thing where like you can you can manipulate your own DNA at home. You know, throw your voice, fool your friends, find your parties. Um, what's it? You know what I'm talking about, right? No. It's a. Uh, it's. It's like a. Uh, people listen. They know what I'm talking about. It's quicker fixer. What? No. It's, it's like it's. Um, Mixer, Kixer, Bixer, Vixer, Donner, Dip, Dasher, Blitzen. What is that? Um, it's that DNA manipulation bullshit that people are like, you can do at home. This one guy was doing something. He was like, he's like, oh, yeah, this works. I was like, oh, I don't feel so good. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Mr. Stark. <laughs> um, You're not talking about joking, are you? I mean, what? No. No, no what? <laughs> Yeah, I just got to do this. See, God, look, you're making me Google all kinds of shit. <laughs> yes, blame me. I don't um, even know what you're talking about, man. Uh, uh, oh, home DNA test. Yeah, you know, no, this, no, the no, stuff no. that ruins families. <laughs> no, 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 not that. Um, <laughs> Turns out none of us are related. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no. I think it was going around on Facebook. It was like, yeah, so... Bought mom and dad a DNA ancestry kit from Ancestry.com. Turns out none of us are related, and they've been fighting for six hours now. <laughs> uh, CRISPR. That's what it is. Ah. CRISPR. CRISPR, okay. Yes, the home DNA kit, where you can get this CRISPR thing, and you can work and try to fix the problems with your, you know, deoxyribonucleic acids, uh, you know, your genetic makeup, which is such bullshit. Um why is it bullshit? It sounds totally plausible. Oh, man. Well, it is, but it's just like anything else. It's, you know, if you if you take a look at your double helix and you look and you say, okay, well, these things are supposed to be lying here. And the reason that I have, you know, uh, like bad vision is because this thing right here is broken mm-hmm. and I'm going to fix it. It's just like anything else. By fixing this, it's going to have an effect on something else. Yeah. So it's either going to break that something else. Yeah. Because it's it's now working to compensate for the other thing, mm-hmm. or your body, because your your body is all aligned to work around now around this thing. It's not like it's like your body just ignores that. But if I just inject amino acids into my bloodstream, won't I have extra material to go into my DNA and fix it? Uh, yeah, you can just you can inject uh, amino acids in that, and it, your your body it will go into your body. It will change your body. Yeah, it will kill you. So, um, actually, I don't know what it does. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a scientist. I mean, I'm, I'm clearly just playing the devil's advocate here. I'd never heard of that. That's really crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's so stupid. CRISPR, um, okay. I mean, it can't be as crazy as as the badge candle or whatever, but... Yeah, so, yeah, it's, a, it's CRISPR. It's uh, <laughs> C-R-I-S-P-R. Okay. Uh, it, and I just, I can't even believe that someone would 
would hack, be that hack your DNA at home. Right. It was like, <clears throat> hey, here's a good life life hack for you. <laughs> it's like, just shoot yourself up with this, man. And it's like, <laughs> look at this. I'm so much stronger now. Uh, got this really bad facial tick and I can't feel my tongue anymore but yeah, it's like <laughs> um, did you hear the theory that the Roswell aliens were actually genetically engineered midgets from Russia that were sent to intimidate America really? yeah but in the end all they really wanted was Butterfingers? <laughs> no I have not heard that yeah some woman wrote a book on that in like I don't know, 2008, 2010, something like that. And that was her theory, was that, you know, there, there was actually physical bodies because the, the Russians wanted to scare America and get them distracted away from Russia and get them thinking that there was like a threat out there amongst the stars. And so they genetically engineered little large eyed, noseless dwarfs and launched this spacecraft to crash into New Mexico so that we would find the bodies. So launched a spacecraft at the time that they did not have, um, they didn't have the capability to launch any kind of vehicle into the upper atmosphere like that to where it would come down and look like it was a rocket from space. Mm-hmm. Genetically engineered them, which means if you're going to genetically engineer little people, this is a plan you would have to have in motion for at least a good 10 years. Probably. So if you, if you sent like the children, yeah. you know, to alter children, because they're, they're going to die anyway, so I need to make them look like a, they, they would look freaky enough. You're not going to like, you know, they like test them and see how old they are. You're not going right, to yeah. cut them in half and count the rings. So, <laughs> so, um, but it, even still during a time when you don't really have that kind of, like technology, so what? Yeah. So when, when, it, when did Roswell happen? I think it was '68, wasn't it? Probably in the middle of the space race. Yeah, I mean it was. No, it had to be later than '68. Had to be earlier than '68. Was it earlier? Um, I, I would think so. Maybe '52. Uh... Shit, why am I blanking on that? I used to know this stuff. I used to be such an enthusiast for that. 1947. Holy shit! Wow, I was way off. Yes, um, a United States Air Force's balloon crashed at a ranch near Roswell. So it actually wasn't even in Roswell. It was yeah, near yeah. Roswell. So what town was it actually in? Um, I used to know. Okay. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. Anyway, it's merely a weather balloon. <laughs> sure. So, it was. um, uh, so, uh, swamp gas got trapped in the light from from Venus and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting theory for sure. You know those little the, the little flashy thingies that from Men in Black, they they look like little silver like vibrators, vapes, vapes. Yeah, they look like vapes. Oh, since they look like little silver vibrators, they were well, round on the end. That too. Um, I mean, and the reason I mention that is because they got all their technology from aliens. And what if that was like an alien probe? And it's like they've been using it to like wipe. It's like no. <laughs> That's, that's for removing all kinds of evidence from like the anal cavity after we do our searches. We stick it in there and we flash the thing and it just like, it, it, it's like a UV antibacterial thing. It's like, and you'd be like shooting at people's eyes. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're going to give them brain cancer. You're going to literally give them brain cancer. <laughs> you have a flashy thing in me? Okay. <laughs> all right. So there we go. Okay. So interesting. Very interesting. Okay. So let me ask you, um, kind of semi-seriously, what is your take on all of the close encounters that people claim to have had? All these people who have, like, missing time and that they've been taken and, uh, you know, different things have happened to different people. I'm I'm especially interested in hearing what's your take on the fact that they all describe the encounter and the aliens in very much the same way. Not identically, but very, very similarly. Mm, Well, I'm going to say I doubt seriously that it was a room on the spaceship that was made to look like the holiday in Paramus. Um, <laughs> I know that that's a real deep cut that only some people are even going to understand. Like, what the hell is he talking about? And we're like, what? Um, like we, we have like nine listeners, Turk. Do you really think that? <laughs> and I, I'm not going to explain it either. You either get it or you don't. That's it. Um, so, um, kind of like rhythm. Yeah, that's a fallacy. <laughs> 
Ah, you uh, thought it wasn't going in. Oh, no, I, I knew you would get that. We were just talking about that song last night. Um, I mean, it's in them, every rocking tree. <laughs> so, um, I think that once it gets out there, you know, certain people gravitate to to things just naturally. You hear something and you just automatically gravitate to it. It's something that catches your attention. You're like, wow, it's like, um, yeah, that's that's a that's crazy interest to me. Um and so some people are, you hear that, that thing and they're just immediately going to just go to, especially in a time like 1947, 1950s, in, when, you know, people were, it was the, it was the early stages of people breaking free from that kind of cookie cutter, like lifestyle society mm-hmm. that you were kind of, told or um raised to to think was how your life was supposed to be right you know you're gonna graduate go to college get your giant united's haircut you know (laughs) you know work in a job you don't like because that's what your dad did marry a woman that you only kind of love but the reason that you guys got together is because you started dating in high school (laughs) and then um and try to salvage the relationship by having kids right you know um because that's always fair on the kids yeah maybe maybe go to war and if you live come back a hero but don't talk about it but have it deeply affect you and strain that relationship even further (laughs) and then maybe you know like after the kids are grown up 10 years later the two of you get divorced after 30 years and the kids are trying to figure out why it's because you never loved each other to begin with Mm -hmm. you know um and then people started like hey that's not really the life i want to live and they started thinking like you know, what else is out there? We, you didn't really have TV. You had limited radio mm-hmm. and you had people that were also imagining it. And at the time they were putting out science fiction mm-hmm. and not necessarily just science fiction, but it was, you know, every, every time period that people live in is the height of the technology at the time. So yesterday right. was the height of the technology at the time. Today is, is we know more about technology and make greater advancements than yesterday and nobody's even working today, you know? Right, right. So, so at the time it was the, the height of technology and you were thinking about like all the things that were possible. It's like, look at what we can do now. It's like, we can, the radio waves we can send around the world. They couldn't do that before. We've got indoor plumbing. It's like, I've got a septic <laughs> tank I have to worry about, you know? It's, it's, it's those kind of things like, you know, let's, uh, you know, I, I got a car that, you know, I don't have to crank or windshield wipers so I can actually drive in the rain without running people over. You know, those kind of things. And it was like, it was a marvel. And they were starting to think about, you know, what's next? You know, like, where do we go? And then you had movies Hmm. that were then doing things that were talking about, like, where do we go next? And they were cheesy as hell sci-fi movies, right? But they were, but they were, they were also kind of like, kind of feeding into that, that yearn for something more than, than the life you saw around you that everybody was living. Unlike now, you look around you and you see people living all different sorts of lives. Right, right. And so you want to find your place in it, but in some ways you kind of feel comfortable where you are because as you've moved to this point here, you've, you've had more of an opportunity to kind of like grow and mold yourself into the type of person you are where back then you didn't and right. you were like, you were looking around at all these other things. So, I think when news of something like that came out, it really sparked something in people that were like, this could be real. It's like aliens. And then so because it resonated, basically. It, it was more, I think, of a yearning mm, okay. that there was something, something that would break them out of that doldrum that they were in. Yeah. Because they didn't know any other way to, uh, to do it. Which almost sounds like people who wind up joining cults. In a sense. So that that's an interesting take. It's, it's almost like like a, like a cultish mindset. Okay. But so the reason, like getting into all that and bringing it back around to answer your question, which is you hear that and then whenever something does happen, you have some kind of um, experience or like, you know, whatever it is, what's in your head, the thing that you've been thinking about for all this time. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the gray men or this or that. And so... That's exactly what's going to happen to you. We talked about this in one, one thing where uh, we were talking about um, how memories, um, when you look back on something yeah. and um, and then everything seems so much clearer, but it's like, no, your mind is just filled in all the missing pieces yep. uh, based upon what little information it has or what it feels is the, is the right thing to fit in that gap. You know, it's like if I've got, if I've got a square hole in my memory – Anything that's square shaped is going to go in that hole, regardless yep. of whether it fits or not. Yep. So, um, I guess let me restructure kind of what I'm thinking here. Um, 
C.S. Lewis always talks about how when you're being faced with something that's far-fetched, mm-hmm. you wind up faced with three possibilities. Either the person is lying, meaning that they don't believe it, but they're saying that it's true, okay. or they're crazy, meaning that it's not true, but they believe it to be true, or they're telling the truth, which is that it is true and they're telling you that it's true. So, from your take here, do you think these people are lying or are they crazy when they're giving these vivid accounts? I think uh, I think you can't really um, you can't lump them all together and say all of them are lying or all of them are crazy. Okay. Uh, I think that some of them are lying because you know obviously people lie sometimes because they they because funded their bad things. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because because they they want to like they some people are crazy mm-hmm. you know and they just are some people are lie because either it's fun or because they want to believe it so bad that they start to lie about it to you know to make themselves something more something special whatever they, it is they want to convince themselves right. of it which I I think that falls more into more into the camp of crazy than lie at that point. Well, in, in a sense, yes, because you, that's that's a your way of thinking is is obviously a little skew. Yeah. Um, and then you've got people that that honestly do believe it's true for whatever reason. Um, you know, is so you you use the C.S. Lewis line. I generally go more with the uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, which is um, you know. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this, but um, when you've eliminated the impossible, right? Yeah, no, whatever is left, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, so which is a great line. It, it is, but when you when you eliminate, you know, everything else, it's only everything that you know about that you can eliminate. There are things that you don't know about mm-hmm. that you can't eliminate, and so and those could actually be the truth. But because I don't know about it, like I don't know. Like, for example, if you didn't know that they were doing, like, a weather balloon testing, right? right and right. this thing crashes to the ground, and it's something weird and funky, and it looked like it came from space, right? then it's very easy to say that it came from space. So, they're like, okay, well, let's eliminate everything we know. There were no planes flying around. It was in the middle of the desert, you know? Mm-hmm. There were some weird bodies that, that we saw, and it's in the middle of the night. So, I didn't really see them that clear. I just saw them under the moonlight, and under the moonlight, they looked like this, or so whatever it was. Yeah. I've eliminated everything that seems logical to me, but there's some elements I don't know that I can't eliminate. Right. That's the actual truth. And I'm not I'm not saying that for this case. Right, I, I don't right, really right. know, but that's the actual truth. But I've eliminated everything I know. The only thing left, no matter how improbable, is that they had to have come from beyond the stars. Hmm. Which actually is a stupid saying because stars are so far away anyway that right. to be beyond the stars is, is <laughs> damn near impossible. By the time you get here, you wouldn't even be skeleton. You'd just be like... Dust in a in a busted up spaceship. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So let's make this fun. What, Let- I having fun? <laughs> well, I think I think we've uh, we've discussed some pretty like serious takes on on these people. We've, we've well, cracked some good gaffes here, some good goofs. Well, I, I, there's a couple of things I, I did want to say though um, about that uh, about like aliens. So yeah. My thing is when it comes to aliens, and then we can move on to your thing, but oh, no, that's fine. is people that are all like, you know, excited about aliens say, oh, life among the stars and aliens. Let's look at it like early, the early days of, let's say, our, the country. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in a place you don't know who your neighbors are. So let's say we've come to America, you know, all right, we, we've, we've cut all the nearby Indians, right? Those guys are going to fuck them. All right. But then we've got other, like, uh, this is not Turk talk. This is, this is me putting my, myself in the mind of, like, a pilgrim back then. And, like, <laughs> um, uh, we've got other neighbors and other things around here that we don't know. Mm-hmm. It would be very foolish and risky for me to assume that those things are friendly. Yeah. So, let's just take, so, if you think, wherever it is that you currently live... In your state, you have animals that are native to your area mm-hmm. that may not be native to mine. It may, there may be one or two of them here, but for the most part, they're native to your area. And for me to believe that all of them are friendly is not true. Yeah. And they were just talking about animals in that state, in that case. Um, 
so if we were to look at people and you've got different, you know, for as far as the natives, um, you've got different tribes and they all, you know, similar, like, back belief system, but, you know, different cultures or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, even let's say that, that, that we go a little bit further in time during, like, the Western expansion. So now we're in... Um, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona. Right, right. So you're right there with, um, you've got the Mexican beliefs. You've got Indian beliefs. You also may have some like Mayan Aztec beliefs because you're right there in that area. Right, right. And so those, you've got three different cultures of people there. For me to believe that all of them are friendly, (laughs) you know, is ridiculous. Yep. I really have to, until they prove to me that they are friendly... I'm not going to treat them as being hostile, but I'm going to be very, very careful yeah. with my interactions with them. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see that with people who are in love with outer space and aliens. <laughs> they just expect all of them to be E.T. or or something. Yeah, it's like, they, they all think that they're just going to come bringing this message of peace. You know, it's it's interesting because I referenced C.S. Lewis earlier. He he himself said that he like regularly prayed that there wasn't life on other planets because he was like... There's two possibilities. Either they're inferior to us or they're superior to us. If they're inferior to us, then humanity is just going to spread more of its evil everywhere it goes. And we're probably going to wind up enslaving them, and that would be terrible. Right. If they're superior to us, then we are screwed. Right. Because then they're going to do that to us, and we don't stand a chance. Exactly. And the thing is, if we haven't found... If they find us first, that puts them in the superior category. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's all it is to it. I mean, and you may say, well, not necessarily. And it's like, you know, just because they just because they have that technology first, that's just like when the people that when we had guns and people had bow and arrows. Yep. You know, I'm saying it doesn't really matter how many books you read. You know, <laughs> my guns can feature bow and arrow. <laughs> so, but so the reason I brought that part up is because this is something that's always bothered me, and it bothers me for several several reasons. Uh, and this is the the golden record. That was uh, sent with the uh, the Voyager. So uh, I'm actually reading this from the um, the NASA Voyager thing. Pioneers 10 and 11, which preceded Voyager, both carried small metal uh, plaques identifying their time and place of origin for the benefit of other spacefarers that might find them. First off, the fallacy there is that they can even fucking read these things. So again, if you're an alien, all about my that that's basically like me giving a textbook to someone, an English textbook to someone from China, mm-hmm. and and saying. Here, this is all our knowledge. Be like, motherfucker, I can't read this. Yeah, yeah. And that's me translating from Chinese. Right. You know, I mean, just like, what makes you think that they're going to understand what that is? Especially uh, considering that English is like, like the sick hybridization of like German and Latin and maybe a little bit of Spanish. Right. And some French. And it's just like all cobbled together by three drunk dudes. Yeah, I mean, the thing with, with the Rosetta Stone is that the person that that created that that key used the language that the people that found it understood. Oh, I know that this means this. Mm-hmm. But if someone else found it didn't understand either one of those languages, hey, it looks like somebody painted on this rock. I yeah, mean, you know, it's yeah. like it doesn't mean so that's very much what you did. You just sent them a rock in two different languages they can't read. <laughs> which would then be as, as a space like faring alien race would just piss me off. Yeah. It's so just... what it's like what the, what the hell is this? Like just a bunch of fucking backward ass monkey ass. <laughs> just a bunch of dumbass space hillbillies leaving their litter floating around. Exactly. So then the second part of that is NASA reading again from the site. NASA placed a more ambitious message aboard Voyager One and Two, a kind of time capsule intended to communicate a story of, to of our world to extraterrestrials. The Voyager message is carried by a phonograph record, a twelve inch gold plated copper disc containing sounds and images selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth. All right, so... Yeah, let's let's show them all the resources that we have. So that... Exactly. <laughs> let, let me show you our frailties, our weaknesses. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, these people want to be enslaved. <laughs> that would be like like when, when, like, when like, the, the, the slave boats came to Africa and they should be like... Here's a whip and a gun <laughs> and some manacles. Please have your way. <laughs> like, hi there. We're humans. We're weak. We scare easily. We can't unify just because of the differences in skin color. 
we can't breathe underwater and we <laughs> and we tire super easily. But look at all the great resources we have on Earth. Some mm. of us are strong, but only because they really devote themselves to being that way. <laughs> the rest of us just lounge around and get fat. <laughs> mm. We'd be great for the slaughter. Delicious food. We're omnivorous. We can eat veggies or meat. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they put... Sure hope you guys are friendly. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> <laughs> Retards. What? So... So they, they, they send in these phonograph records with all this stuff on it, again, expecting them to be able to understand. Then they say, we put it in binary because math is a universal language. No, it's not. No. It's not a universal <laughs> language. It never has been. I mean, that's why we have like the metric system. And then I don't even know what the other fucking measurement is. Just what we use because we don't feel like changing. Don't we call I mean, it imperial? Or uh, we might just call it American because we're the only dumbasses who use it. Right. <laughs> Just like we have American English and like the Queen's English, which are, which is the difference in how we pronounce things like leisure and, and, and leisure and, and aluminium. And, and if we if we if we spell license with an S or a C, I mean, it just it, so you send them this thing that gives them all our weaknesses, and then you say, well, we we wrote in the universal language of math. It's only universal on this planet, so that's not even universal. It's just worldly. Yeah. Again, you had to get everybody to agree to that because in the beginning, not every. I mean, again, what what you call a foot is not a foot to me, and mm-hmm. and however, whatever I use for whatever I use for fuel for my spaceship, I'm going to measure differently, and I'm going to have a different unit of measurement for that, which is not going to equal up to your unit of measurement. Yep. But measurement is a part of math. It's yeah, just and like, like they may not know how to uh, how to convert like light years to whatever unit they measure, right? So it, I'm like that 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 is such a human way of thinking of how to talk to aliens, mm-hmm. and, and expect that they're gonna that they're gonna get it because again you're expecting them to be like us in some fashion, which obviously they wouldn't be. Well, yeah. It's just like when the Pythagoreans, like, there, there's that Greek legend of some guy who was on a ship with a bunch of Pythagoreans, and he showed them that there are impossible math equations. There's certain things that you just cannot do mathematically because it, does, it doesn't gel. You can't do everything with it. I mean, remember what a long time ago when someone said, oh, um... The Earth revolves around the Sun. The Sun doesn't revolve. What? 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 What are you doing? No. What? 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 what, what, what I don't want to. Don't, don't cut out my tongue. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that—that's exactly what happened with the guy with the Pythagoreans. He showed them the equations. He's like, "Look, I'm doing the equation. Doesn't equal out what you guys are saying. It should equal out to." And they're like, "Well, numbers are sacred, so fuck you." And they drowned him. Right. So I mean, that's—I mean—that's what we're looking at as far as our universal language is that we can't even agree on that without thousands of years of research. I was, uh, I listened to the, uh, I didn't read the book, I listened to the audio book for Eaters of the Dead, the mm-hmm. Michael Crichton, um, book that, um, was made into the movie The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Um, uh, and there's a part in there because the character, the 13th Warrior, which has to join these, um, these, uh, Vikings, I believe, I think they were Vikings, um, that has to join them is, um, Arabic. And he knows how to read and write. And at one point, because only one guy that is a, one of the Vikings there that uh, speaks Arabic. And so he translates to him. And that's how they communicate back and forth. He doesn't speak with any, with any of the other guys. He can't understand him. Over time, as they're going on this journey, he um, he does pick up some words and that kind of thing. Yeah. But at one point, they tell him, they're like, he's like, oh, yeah, I can read and write. And they're like, you can write. And he's like, yeah. And it's like, um, it's like really, it's like, uh, so, because they don't know what what writing is, language. And so... They say, well, write your name. So he, he takes like a like a stick or something and writes his name in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And the other one says, oh, yeah, well, write my name. So he writes their name and they get pissed and they erase it. And they're like, don't ever do that again. Yeah. And that was like some witchcraft to them. Yeah. It's like it's so again, this this whole thing is like it. that's 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 just damn crazy. That's why like Isaac Newton was like, oh, I was sitting in a tree and an apple fell on my head. And I was like, huh, whatever goes up must come down. No, he was there thinking about that and writing down equations. Then he thought about all the people that were drowned and locked in towers <laughs> and had their tongues cut out. And stuff. he's like, fuck that. I'm going to tell him an <laughs> apple hit me in the head and I'm going to blame the apples. <laughs> I, yeah, well, Isaac Newton died a virgin, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> So the other because that was that was how he tried to pick up chicks. <laughs> hey, baby, you ever think about you ever see an apple fall out of a tree? Think about that. <laughs> I figured that out. He's like, 
And he's like, hey, what goes up? And he's got a hard on. She's like, ninja, please. And she walked away and he's like, must come down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so one of the things I thought about, and I always thought this was a really interesting concept, and it really kind of blew my mind, and it really one thing's changed like my kind of way of thinking is uh, um I'm gonna see if I can find it here real quick. Um, and I think we should probably take a break, and we can go into the second part of what you wanted to talk about. I don't remember what else I wanted to talk about. <laughs> you wanted to take a different angle. From oh the yeah, whole yeah. <laughs> um, so it was, a, it was an issue of Stormwatch that was uh, written by uh, Warren Ellis. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say, just written by Warren Ellis, who, you know, <laughs> despite everything else, I mean, the guy's a good writer. That's all I'm going to say. The guy's a good writer. I'll give him he, that, yes. He, he may have other issues or whatever, and I'm not saying good or bad about any of those. I'm just saying the guy's a good writer. And this is something that, that he did before, you know, we knew about anything else he had done. Um, but I'm trying to find an answer. I'm not going to take too much time to, to go through it. But, um... They go into this, um, the members of Stormwatch go into this, um, into this cave, and there's some things in the cave, and they look, and here it is. There are these, uh, these different openings inside the cave. So they go into this, like, big, uh, open area, and then there's these, these kind of doorways. And it says in here, um, so, uh, it says we manage, uh, with, with much trouble to communicate the point that, the radiation was uh, was emitting from the portals that line the hall. Winter reported that the dimensions uh, of the underground construct were causing him further difficulty. He was having problems focusing and suffering slight spatial distortion. And uh, uh, so anyway, they looked um, and it's like, uh, it's, it's, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever sneezed on the podcast before. <laughs> no, see, I'm allergic to bullshit. Uh Oh, you thought I was calling you sugar? You're not that rich. <laughs> um, Winter says, it's worse when I look at these doors or windows, whatever they are. There's something about them I uh, them I can't focus on, something not real. And so they kept going on. But anyway, really what it came down to was that what was in there was something that was very alien. Mm-hmm. And it was so alien that their minds couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. Because it was something they'd never seen before. Yeah. And because of that, their minds basically were replacing it with an image of something that they could understand. So they weren't seeing what was really there because it just was beyond their comprehension. That's something alien. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you have to think about when you think about aliens is that they're not going to be like us. They could be like fart from Rick and Morty, (laughs) you know? And only they probably won't sing like David Bowie. That reminds me of of the way Lovecraft would discuss and describe the monsters in his stories because when they drive people insane just by looking at them yeah and so often instead of going like now there are differences like in the mountains of madness he gives a very very detailed description of the deep ones but then like in so many of his stories it'll just say it was an indescribable horror whatever it was they were seeing they went crazy when they saw it like that's that was the the most detail he would go into, and I am always I always joke about how that's like kind of a cheap knockoff way to to describe a monster. Well, it was it was bad, whatever it was, but I mean, like le- legitimately, that's that's alien. Right. It's like there's there's not words in the English language to describe this. And and right, and, and the more you probably try to, the more insane it's probably going to make you. Mm-hmm. And because you're you're still you're, you're trying to describe something to somebody. And you're focusing more on it, and the more you focus on it, the more you see that it doesn't make any sense, you yeah, know. Yeah. And and it's just it's just equally more and more disturbing. So yeah, uh, and that, that's a, that's one thing I think about. And you want to give them gold records of how we operate, <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> Fuck you, NASA. Uh, later in his life, they, there was a magazine that asked Kirby what message he would want to send. I, th- I think it, I think it was around the same time that they uh, did the gold record, if I'm not mistaken, but they asked Jack Kirby what kind of message he would want to send, and he just drew a picture of, like, super jacked superheroes, and he was like, I want them to think that we are a serious threat to them so they stay as far away as possible. Exactly. I was like, yeah, I like you, Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everyone else, I respect you. Right. It's like... <laughs> yeah, you don't, I mean... You don't, you don't, I mean, because it's just like when you go on a date, you know, you don't go with somebody and be like, I'm sorry I was late. Yeah. 
Uh, I just couldn't get my, my eczema was acting up and I was all itchy and then I had to put on my special cream. It's like, no, you'd be like, hey, how you going? Sorry, I was late. I just want to take a quick shower after you come back from the gym. You know, you want to, you want to present your best possible self, even if it's a kind of bullshit. Right. You know, <laughs> until you learn more about them. Then you'd be like, okay, now I can let my guard down. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And I think it's the same way with aliens. But like, yeah, we want we want to to make ourselves look much more superior than we are until we learn just how weak they are, and then we can be like, oh yeah, by the way, now mm-hmm. no, we 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 can't melt things with our eyes. <laughs> you know? So, all right, all right. So yeah, um, we're gonna cut for a quick break and then just have like a we're just just a fun little hypothetical with this when we get back. Um, we'll we'll try to keep this episode at an hour. So uh, I actually like this so far. Yeah, this has been fun. I've, I've enjoyed this. And I do want to add one last thing, though, which I've said before, which is, um, you know, I wouldn't, just like with ghosts, if, if there was a reasonable, a, a good reason for me to believe that they exist, or at least to open myself up to a possible belief, mm-hmm. I, I would. As of right now, though, I haven't really seen that. Yeah, which I think is perfectly reasonable. Hmm. All right. All right. Enjoy this this brief message from our sponsor. This is Quignax from the planet. No. <laughs> Don't believe their lies. We're here. We're coming. But we're peaceful. We're friendly. And it's like, we only want to help the Earth to grow. We want all of you to become better people. To work in our minds. Send more records. <laughs> we need more information about your beloved planet. And the resources you have to offer. Yeah. You know, that's probably where that whole Rick and Morty thing came from with the uh, show us what you got. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> they got those records. And they played them like, hey, just, these songs are pretty good. <laughs> what did they say about shitting on the floor? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, but they only produced two albums. Fucking Earth One Hit Wonders. <laughs> All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>